Hey, welcome to Movie of the Year. I'm Audrey. I'm Lindsay. And this year we are talking about favorite movies, most influential movies, best songs and movies from the year 1989. Lindsay, how did you feel about this year? This was the worst year of my life, but in a good way. <laughs> wait, wait. It was the worst year back then, or having to do this was Having hard? to make these choices was the hardest thing I've, I think I've ever had to do. <laughs> you know, childbirth. Not to be hyperbolic or anything. No big. <laughs> the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Well, we are going to start... I'm just going to gloss right over that very rudely. Anyways. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we're going to start with a little context. And I'm going to give you a few facts about the year 1989. Some light pop cultural stuff. For example, Shining Time Station premiered on PBS. I used to really enjoy that show. Me also. Did that have Ringo Starr? Um, yes. And it also had not Shelley Duvall, but maybe it was Shelley Duvall. I think she looked like Shelley Duvall, but it wasn't. It's the other one. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. The one from Greece, maybe? Ah, we're bad at this. We're not sure. This has been going senile with Lindsay and Audrey. <laughs> so, the other thing that happened in 1989, transhumanism officially began in May of 1989 with a gene-tagging trial. Creepy. Interesting. Creepy, right? I yeah. saw that and I was like, wait. What? That's happened? I, I thought that was like a future minority report thing. Yes, I had no idea that had happened. Well, it is going on. <laughs> Transhumanism? <laughs> it already go in all happened. <laughs> um, MGM Studios opened at Walt Disney World. Yay! <laughs> Fitting right in there with that fact. Let's see. Seinfeld premiered. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Good fact. And the Game Boy was introduced. Huh. So, all that stuff. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what do... You know... There weren't a lot of really interesting movies set in 1989, but, um, well, the musical Rent was set in 1989. Um, that, that sounds wrong. That doesn't sound right. Do you not, do you not trust your source? I don't trust my source. I just don't, that feels wrong to me, but maybe it's right. Um, I feel like it was earlier in the 80s. Uh, the movie 17 Again, starring Sir Zac Efron. <laughs> now kidding. listen. He's not oh, a sir. I was gonna say. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, just um, kidding. Just kidding. Uh, and the uh, two seven t- 2017 version of the movie It. Uh, yeah. Uh, my stomach. Uh, <laughs> that just... Uh, uh, I saw the trailer. I won't watch it. It haunts my dreams. My mother was a clown growing up. I can't with those movies. No, you can't. I can't with those evil clown movies. And, okay, it was bad enough, like, the really cheesy original. This is truly terrifying looking. I just, I can't. Why? I can't be like, ooh, I can't wait to watch children get murdered. Yay! Why would they remake this? Unless there's some kind of a genie I wish you free moment at the end where somebody can wish none of it ever happened. And even then... Maybe they're, the children don't get murdered. Maybe it's kind of like a Stranger Things where they play like the heroes and they defeat him. That would be great. That would be super better. Be so great. Super better? <laughs> that would be way better. I honestly feel like 
there's like a hormone that releases into your body at a certain age where you're like, protect, protect all life. Yes. And I just can't with those movies anymore. I had no problem. As you can. Yeah, with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, no, precious cells. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. It's weird. It's like a weird biological imperative. I don't think it's weird. I think it's actually really normal. It's this weird thing I have where I want like people to <laughs> I want stay people alive. To be okay and just be fine. And Even alive. though I know that it's a movie and it's not real. La la la. <laughs> Sometimes that doesn't matter. We should have called this podcast movie therapy. Was Audrey and Lindsay? I wrote a live show called Movie Therapy once, but that's a different. That's another story for another day. <laughs> we should we should do that together. Do what? Movie therapy, the live show. Okay, it's really cool. It sounds really fun. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to leave it a mystery for the audience, though, so that they'll I remember go that. mad with curiosity and then quit on us out of spite. That wonderful thing. <laughs> okay. You want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so, as I said, this was really difficult for me. Okay. I felt like... It felt like a betrayal. It was really, really hard. So I did my best. Okay. Keep that in mind. And there's a lot on my list that I really just, I might want to just bring up, even though they're, they didn't fall into any category. You had the year I had a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right this there was really you. tough for me. And I mentioned this was really hard for me. I, on the other hand, for the first time ever, have, like, one thing for every single category. Really? And that's it. <gasps> I know. Congratulations. The pedantic windbag has learned how to make choices. We reversed roles. Yeah. We Freaky Friday. Yeah, we did. Wait, the Jodie Foster one or the Jamie Lee Curtis one? Jodie Foster. I don't know. That Jodie Foster one's weird. What? When she's trying to put on her mom's eyelashes. It's adorable. It's like, okay. And the water skiing scene? I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, because she's like on the water skiing team. It's pretty bad. <laughs> We should make a list sometime of water ski scene in movies because the only two that come to mind are Freaky Friday and Jaws 3D. I didn't even know there was one oh, yeah. other than Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah. It was filmed at SeaWorld. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Jaws or Freaky Friday? Um, Jaws. Oh. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Quaid's little shorty shorts ran around this very city. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can. I'm Dennis Quaid. Out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> there were swishy shorts. Oh, yeah. Aww. Umbro. Oh, 80s. <laughs> Umbro? Let's <laughs> all pretend we play volleyball. Okay, said America. Does that brand exist anymore? I don't think it does. I would like to know. I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Don't be sorry for tangents. I love a good tangent. <laughs> so does America. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. Because I cut you off. Okay. So, oh, I feel sick. My favorite movie of 1989. It seems like you regret your choice already. I don't regret it. It's. I wish I could put two in that in this category. Can I just say what's happening? Because I already know. Yes. You chose Last Crusade and you feel like you betrayed Back to the Future too. It's true. <laughs> you don't. You and Back to the Future 2 are in an open relationship. You're okay. married to the first one. And you're in love. But this, like, you don't need to worry about two. I really love two. Yeah, it's great. Tiny little Elijah Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Playing video games. Yeah. Okay. 
my yeah, I picked Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because I love it so much. It's my favorite indie film, hands down. Sean Connery changes the whole dynamic. Yeah, he does. Uh, of Indiana Jones, and I don't have anything more to say, but it's just the best movie. It's one of the best movies ever made, I, I think. And so I had to put it in number one. It's good. What about you? Also, Last Crusade. There you go. <laughs> no wonder you were so agreeable. Kidney Stone. <laughs> it's no why my living room is Last Crusade themed. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing it in the theater in Indianapolis with my mom. Mm -hmm. It is so, like, just, it's such a perfect wrap-up, or so we thought. Like, the father-son dynamic is, like you said, he changes the whole dynamic, and it becomes so funny. And it's so true. Like, I know that when my mom lost her really valuable grail diary, and I had to chase her to Berlin. <laughs> I really was like, <laughs> you were in I there. was into it. You were so in there, and then like, I started to feel guilty. Lost her grail diary? I was, I believed you. One of the things, too, if we're going to go tangential... One of the things that I love about the Indiana Jones movies, and mm -hmm. the reason why they are my favorite franchise mm -hmm. all time, is I think it's so interesting that there is a film series where the Hebrew God is like alive mm -hmm. and well. And maybe also some others. <laughs> and also internationally. You know, people's faces melt and but stuff, like, but just, no beats. I, I find that so fascinating. The arc and all the stuff that they got right and I have a little bit of a passion for that and Dead Sea Scrolls classism. It's just like a yeah. little, you know, I just, it's, it's now I, I like fast cars. The and movie I, was pretty. I feel like, the, no, you're, you don't sound like that. Like I get, I totally get what you mean. And I think like just the historical element is, you just don't see a whole lot of movies like that. No, you really don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm speaking. You're not wrong. You're right. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, yes. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. I'm glad we had the same choice. Me too. <laughs> oh, uh. oh, uh. um, okay. On to your prestige pick, please. Yes, my prestige pick was. I've lost it. Say anything. Good choice. Cameron Crowe speaks my language. I love him. He's your language. You're a wonderful human being. Um, uh, really, I lost my words. It's 2 a.m. That's okay. <laughs> What's your favorite Cameron Crowe movie? Oh, probably Almost Famous. Good choice. I think he, he, he talks, I think he really understands people who feel kind of lost and I feel that way a lot. So, I don't know. I just always really appreciate his point of view. And I love Say Anything. Definitely John fits Cusack, in the prestige category. I think it's one of his best roles. It's so... Uh, the movie is so grounded. It's mm -hmm. a very small story. It really is. It's so small. But it, And Ione Sky is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's such an aspirational character and smart and... Did you did you remember John Mahoney's in that? Yeah, heck yeah, and in such a complicated it's a, it role. It is a beautiful little story, yeah. like you said. It's 
know. They really, they cap, he does such a good job of capturing first love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really does. I love that scene in Almost Famous. That's a mess up that they kept in when Penny Lane invites a young Cameron Crowe. Ask me again. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. love that. Ask me again. Ask me again. It's so good. It's really good. What's yours? Lean on me. Good one. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> Such a Appreciate good one. Support. The story of the song Lean On Me. <laughs> Think of the same thing, right? The movie based on the hit song. <laughs> Lean On Me. Is there something specific about it that makes it your prestige mm-hmm. pick? Just Sydney Portier. Of course. Sydney Portier. <laughs> Just a legend. I'm tired. That's a really good pick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, next one. Most influential. Most influential. It's a wild card from here on out. I have no idea what you're going to say from this point forward. Back to the Future Part Two. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. And when I when I said no idea, I meant I got. I know exactly. I totally know. <laughs> My most beloved, most quoted. Most referenced, most everything. It's my sweet little nugget, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> sweet little nugget. <laughs> we should have a running list of all your nicknames <laughs> for your beloved. I named my child after him. Okay, you know how much I love him. I do. You respect him too. And not his first name. <laughs> his last name. That's a good one. Such a cool Such name. A good one. That's one of the many reasons why I keep a baseball bat in my bedroom. We ain't going to be terrorized. No, we, we ain't, ain't going to be terrorized. That's right. We ain't. No. Refuse. What's your, um, that one? Most Batman. influential. <laughs> oh, of course. We just talked about that. At the Started la- the, on the great podcast. Tim Burton craze of my life. The late. I meant to say great. And in case... Anyone missed it on the last podcast? What tell me that little interesting bit of trivia? Uh, uh oh, that's Batman. That's the second one, isn't it? Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> I blew it. I also remember seeing this. This. Do you remember how huge, like, what a big deal this movie was? Batman. Do you have any memories of when it came out? Kind of. It was a. He- I I feel like it was in theaters for ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there hadn't been other superhero movies before. Obviously there was Superman. But the the jump in style, like the jump in quality of execution was so high. It's funny because you have a lot of memories of going to the movies. And I, I, I have... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I have those memories, but they're very... And not to say my parents didn't take me, it's probably just my terrible memory. But I just had all those older sisters. Yeah, like, so. mine are very few and far between. I We had a lot of, like, watching movies at home and on the satellite and on the TV. On the TV. On the TV set. But, so I think it's really cool that you remember seeing that in the theater. I remember stopping at IGA in, like, Danville. On the way to the Danville movie theater see it, to see it and buying, like, a pack of cards. And my sister's have like a life size, like a door size poster. Door posters were like huge in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like perfectly door shaped posters. And them having the one of like the Joker sitting on the beach. 
this like brand of poison. <laughs> like it was a it was a huge deal in our house. That's cool. And in the world. <laughs> and everywhere. <laughs> now, do you have any feelings on who was the best Batman thus far? Oh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton. Hands down. He was so perfect because he's such a good actor. He's so unique. He was such a, a weird choice mm-hmm. at the time, but he totally pulled it off. He really did. And I love the idea, I mean, from the comics and then from the cartoon in the 90s, Batman the Animated Series, like, Bruce Wayne was a big dude. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love the idea of, like, a regular-sized Batman. Michael Keaton is not a big dude. No, he's not. And, it was and, very a very unexpected choice. Yeah, and that goes well with who Batman is. He's not a superhero. Mm-hmm. He's just a really rich hero. He's with a rich all this, guy. Where do you get those wonderful toys? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, best song, in your opinion. Best um, songs. Okay. I have one on the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking we could go one song that was created for a film Mm -hmm. and one song that was utilized very well. Okay. So the utilized very well would have to be Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes from Say Anything. Oh, yeah. Has to be. It's a great one. Best use of that song ever. Lloyd Doppler. Every teenage girl in America, something happened. (laughs) Something Passed happened. out. <laughs> fell in love. Yes. Every per- I feel like every guy who like even remotely looked like John Cusack in the 80s probably started doing really well for himself. They probably carried around a giant boombox. And they wore a trench coat. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. They'd just stand outside random people's windows. Um, and then I think the best original song <sighs> quickly tries to pick a Prince song from the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> I really, really like the one from the art museum where he's trashing the art museum. Uh-huh. But Bat Dance is good. <laughs> so I'll pick that. No, I want the one from the museum. What's All it? Hail the New King in Town. That one. How does it go? Mm-mm-mm. No? No. Okay. You can I'll... find it on Spotify and YouTube. I'll check it later. It's really, it's so great. And again, Prince, kind of an unexpected person to choose to create some of the soundtrack. Jack Nicholson, re- yeah, he really was. Oh, Party Man is good too, though. <clears throat> I'm start- I-, I think I've said this before, but the best movies are the most concentrated movies. I feel like the best movies are are what happens when the director is actually given autonomy and he gets to like choose. I want Michael Keaton. I want Prince. <laughs> I want Really stylized Gotham. Really stylized. Yeah. I want a really scary Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He really terrified me. I think he's the best Joker, too. I kind of do, too. So good. Yeesh. He's very cartoonish, but in a really scary way. Yeah. Shall I? Yes, please. So mine are totally different, (laughs) which is good, because... (laughs) That's what makes the world go round. I don't know. Um, well, I picked two. Uh, Part of Your World. Oh, good choice. From Little Mermaid. Um, 
beautiful song. And then, um, <laughs> it's so nerdy. Do you know the song After All by Cher and one Pedro Cetera? Yeah, After All. Yeah. Yeah, that's a From great Chances song. Are. Wow, you really love Peter Cetera. I love him so much. After all that we've been through. Nope, that's a different song. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I would sing it, but I'm afraid my voice will falter. So you're going to have to look that one up if you're curious. Good good and unexpected choice. Thank you. I didn't see it coming. I love Peter Cetera. Okay. Uh, worst movie of 1989. I want you to go first. Okay. Um, Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. The horrible. Horrible movie. Why? We were just talking about that the other day, and I think the way we explained it was it's the movie you really wish you could unsee. You really, I really, really do. And it's not because it's bad. No, it's, it's, it's just it's disturbing. Good, in a way. It's, the content is so unexpected and disturbing. Yeah. Like, the, it, yeah. Like all other Stephen King stories, he really does get to, like, the core of what you fear. And there's, like, nothing scarier than the people you love dying. There's just nothing scarier. Dying and then coming back to murder you in cold blood. There's this really great movie. I think it's called Banshee. And I feel like it was, like, the high art. It accomplished... Oh, I'm so pretentious. You're not pretentious? It was, like, the, the movie that perfectly describes deep grief because it feels like you're living a horror movie Mm -hmm. and in some ways it's like banshee is the literary version and pet cemetery is like the the populist version Mm -hmm. where it's like you know i'm out of words listen blah 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 your pretension which isn't really pretension is a good balance for my whatever that is that i bring to the table so i like it when you have something to say. Ramble, ramble. It's ramble. not rambling. Stop it. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I meant to say rubble, rubble, rubble. I was quoting the Hamburglar. Okay. Don't, you know, can't be mad about that. I'm not mad. Always relevant. Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Um, so, okay, what's your worst? She-devil. I, I had that. <sighs> what a terrible waste of Ed Baisley Jr.'s And talents. Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah, her too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel really defensive <laughs> What a terrible waste. Really? <laughs> I really love him. I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if that was a contractual obligation for her. <laughs> what happened, Meryl? Or... I feel like sure. it was a pre-Death Becomes Her, where she was like, I'm kind of interested in supernatural comedy. What I'll give it done a about this? Oh. I think it was like... like Roseanne was so popular at the time that I think they probably thought if I get in on any vehicle for Roseanne, it's going to do great. <laughs> and it did not. <laughs> it did not do great. That movie was disturbing on so many levels. I have a question. Yeah. What's your favorite Ed Bagley Jr. movie? Good question. Thank you. My favorite movie that he's in? Yeah. Because I don't think he usually has a starring role. What's your favorite? Ed Jr. vehicle. Would be. I don't want to get this wrong. Take your time. Best in show. Yeah! I totally forgot he was in that. Yep. 
What about yours? Oh, mine's, compared to that, mine's really embarrassing. Tell me. Transylvania 6-5000. I don't even know that one. Is it a horror movie? Put, put your hand on your heart. Jeff Goldblum's in it. Oh. My heart just skipped a beat. It's a comedy. Oh, okay. It has, okay, Ed Bangley Jr., Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. Wait, wait, wait. Have you seen Bloodsport? You got me. No. Have you seen Bloodsport? Have you seen Bloodsport? Have you guys seen Bloodsport? You guys. Have you seen Bloodsport? It rocked his life. It really did. Okay. Ed Begley Ed Ed Jr. Ed Jr. Jeff Goldblum. Gina Davis. Michael Richards. Carol Kane. Wow. Wish I would have listened to Carol Kane before Michael Richards. Wow. Um, bunch of other character actors that you would totally recognize if you saw. Mm-hmm. And it's what's it about? super funny. It's about, like, all of the universal... <laughs> It's like a dark universe in one 80s comedy movie. It's all of the universal monsters coming together in one movie. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Now the title makes sense. I was really trying to figure that one out. It's so 80s. <laughs> it's like, I would really love, someday when you and I own our movie theater, I would show Transylvania 6 5000 on a double bill with Monster Squad. Nice. And it would be so fun. There's nothing wrong with anything being... 280s. And it would be like a teens and up night. Mm -hmm. Because Gina Davis has one of those really high cut, like French cut leotards on. As per usual. It's not appropriate for <laughs> 18 and older. Because <laughs> we're old fogies. <laughs> See, I'm telling you. <laughs> Protect innocence. You should. Jeans kicked in. At all times. Uh, what was the best poster, in your opinion, of 1989? I put one Harry Met Sally. It's a good one. Yeah. It's iconic. Um, I picked Indiana Jones. Just, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's probably it's pretty the good. better choice. No, it's not. It, it really is iconic. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I hate myself! Why did I pick it? Um, no, no regrets. Uh, honorable mention. The Burbs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> seen the bird? I have. I think it's Tom Hanks. I know. The second great love of your life. I know. I just, I don't know if I had a horrible experience while watching that or something. Too dark, maybe. It, and I'm, that usually doesn't bother me, but just something about it. I love that movie. I don't know. I know you do. I wanted to have a housewarming party when we bought our house and watch Funny Farm and the Burbs. But I never did because I'm antisocial. <laughs> Generally afraid Instead, of people. Instead, I sat in a corner in my room, <laughs> called into a with wall. my baseball bat, just <laughs> screaming, "We ain't gonna be terrorized over and over again." <laughs> Drink a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, mine was when when Harry met Sally. Because how could it not be on the list? You know, when Harry met Sally is one of those movies that's aging so well. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. You understand it in a different way at different ages and stages of your That's life. That's very true. Which is very enjoyable. It's very true. I remember watching Sleepless in Seattle when I was a kid with my sister Leanne and being like, I don't get it. And she like put her hand on my shoulder and she was like, you will. Aww. And then I did. You do. You grow into these movies. It just takes time. Oh. Uh, your confession? I have never seen Dead Poets Society. Really? Truly. Uh, and is it Brendan Fraser in it? No, that's um, School Ties. Oh, boy. See, I, I was right there with oh you. Oh, boy. 
college movie set in the 50s-ish. Um, no, this one is Robin Williams mm-hmm. and Ethan Hawke. This is the Oh Captain, My Captain. Yes. Because I've seen that scene. It's excellent. But also upsetting. Yeah. I haven't been able to watch a lot of Robin Williams movies. Yeah. I certainly can't watch Hook. Oh, no. That one might be off my list forever. Yeah, I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to watch that one. It's too tender. Maybe Mrs. Doubtfire on a good day. (laughs) I might have pulled that one off. I might have been able to watch that. Just because he's so, like, vibrant in that movie, it's almost, you forget. Yeah, you're right. But Dead Poet Society is, well, it's it's very sad, not just because of him, but there's a... The other thing. Don't watch it. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you later. I do what I'm told. Okay. <laughs> um, What's yours? My, oh, my confession is... Glory. I've never seen Glory. I almost put that because I haven't seen it either. And I feel like I really should. Me too. I feel like it, it's an important film and I should see it. I just haven't gotten around to it. We should, like, get all of the movies that we really know we need to see, but that we know are going to make us emotional, like, over within one day. I agree. And then have, like, a recovery day plan, where the next day we go to, like, the Four Seasons Spa and Resort, and, like... (laughs) Massages. Try to bring ourselves... alcohol. Back into the now. Um, Live in the now! Live in the now! You'll never have it! You'll never afford it! You'll never afford it! Oh my gosh, I just messed up a Wayne's World reference. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I'm really glad to have these on paper because I always think like, oh, I, I really need to see that and I forget about it. So it's nice to have it written down. From your record. Uh, what was the most traumatic movie for you? Steel Magnolias. Me too! What the heck? Quiet high five. What the heck? Steel Magnolias. It's so good. It's so sad. Yeah, it is. Sally Field wrecks my heart. Oh, that that scene in the cemetery? Yes. She wrecks me. But then, but then, Olympia Dukakis. She saves it all. Come on and take a whack at Weezer. Weezer. <laughs> Go you, on, hit up. Who do you most relate to out of, of all the characters Out of all Steel the Steel Magnolias? Magnolias? <laughs> I'm not sure what they're called. Why it's called that. Because they're southern, but they're strong. Oh my gosh. They're beautiful and southern. I feel like I need to leave the room. <laughs> you get out. Because get that out was right a now. really dumb question. I don't feel like I understand you know, what that is title. A steel Magnolia. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do I identify with? Ooh, good question. Tell me yours while I think about it. Okay. I identify most with Daryl Hannah's character. Like an outsider? Because of all the guilt. Oh. Like an outsider? <laughs> because of all the religious guilt. Oh. Like, I, like, the other day I posted a selfie a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and then I, like, took it down four hours later because I was like, am I, am I too self-centered? Am I a lover of selves? I don't want to be that way. Because I really <laughs> don't want to be that way. And I feel like I relate to Daryl Hannah, like, living her life in phases. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's happening to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. You're so deep. No. <laughs> so sad the way you are constantly worried you're going to hell. <laughs> um, I'm not really worried about that. Shifty eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I 
feel like I identify with Weezer because I'm really grumpy. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are kind of Weezer. I know. But you're like a well-dressed, beautiful Drew Barrymore-looking Weezer. Mm. But Weezer are all the same. And you don't have a dog. I want one. Mm. I'm a little bit of a grump. When necessary. I'm going to be the worst elderly person in the world. Or the funnest. People are going to egg my front porch. <laughs> egg my space port. <laughs> You're floating Jetsons. <laughs> okay. The future. So we agree. So Magnolias is the worst. Did you have a stressful movie? Yes. Tell me. The Abyss. This is the first time you've done two. I know. Because there was plenty. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm doing the Miss America wave. <laughs> uh, the Abyss. I remember seeing that um, younger and holding my breath. Like, well, as you would in an entire movie, movie. But I mean, I'm so fearful of that. Um, yeah, it messed me up. The scene where, like, I forget who it is. Is it the girl? It's almost, she's almost running out of air trying to get to it's the top. It's Mary, it's that Mary woman with beautiful curly hair who's married to Ed. Magley Jr. <laughs> Ed bald head, but attractive. Uh, yeah. Because he's in it. Ed Apollo 13. Yeah. Ed yeah. Harris. There. Thank you. Yeah. Ed Harris and not Mary Stuart Masterson. Nope. But Mary something. Seen Virgin. Nope. Nope. Any who's. I gotta. She's gonna look it up. I gotta find it. So, yeah, um, that really got me. Did you have one? You're going to like my movie story later. Okay. I did. What is it? Can you can you do both at the same time? I can. Um, my most stressful was Great Balls of Fire. Because Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mastrantonio. Who gives a killer performance. Where did she go? She's amazing. I don't know where she went. She that's was around. A, that's a great movie. And that's that's like a movie that nobody talks about anymore. No. Which is weird. Because it's really good. It is really good. We should, you know how we were both talking about how amazing Mission Impossible was and then we had to rewatch it to make sure it was really amazing and it was. We should rewatch The Abyss. We should. We really should. We really should. <laughs> and I'll just have to close my eyes for that part. But that's okay. <laughs> I'll just keep telling you to breathe. Okay, so Great Balls of Fire, just because of the situation. Like, He's so angry. Oh, the situation. It is Dennis Quaid, right? Yes. Yeah, so I, I love a Dennis Quaid movie, but it's so uncomfortable that he marries his cousin. Yeah. And he's so prone to those bouts of rage, and it, even as a little girl, like, it made me so sad in that last scene where she would say, you can't hit me anymore because I'm pregnant. And they were like, in the end, they lived happily ever after. And I was like, that's so sad. Except for he died. That is not a happy ending. No, it's movie not. people. But a, an incredible performance. I mean, my gosh, from Dennis Quaid, from Dennis Umbro Shorts. <laughs> Dennis the Umbro Shorts Quaid. Quaid. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can't wait to hear your guilty pleasure movie. I have two. Yes. I want you to go first, though. Okay. True Beverly Hills. See, yeah, that's I good. It. I have it written down, but I, yeah, it's a good movie. I I remember saying like for years, as soon as I can buy that on like PlayStation, I'm I will, gonna. and I would like check like every month, 
And then it, when it was, I sure did buy it. You really did? Yeah, it's on. Aww. It's on there right now. Oh, I'm sure gonna watch that. Uh, me too. Oh, <laughs> I put. Is that the only one you had? Mm -hmm. Okay, I put. Honestly, I don't feel this as a guilty pleasure, but I didn't have another place for it, and I love it so much. But Parenthood. Oh, you do love that movie. I love it. It's so funny. Doesn't that have the guy from Amadeus? It's in a it? huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge ensemble cast. It's got um, Steve ensemble. Martin. Ensemble. Ensemble. Steve Martin and uh, Rick Moranis. Guys from Amadeus. It's a good representation of how families are. Large families. Gotta plug the computer in. <laughs> okay. Hang on a minute. I'll wait. Okay, there it is. And Three Fugitives. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I forgot about that. I used to get three fugitives and inner space mixed up. Hmm. Another huh. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know that part in Aladdin where Jafar gets hit in the head? No, wait. Somebody gets hit in the head and they just see those little birds. I thought it was, um, oh no, he sees Iago's. So yeah, I think it is Jafar. Yeah, that's when I get hit in the head, it's just little Dennis Quaid faces. Aww. Going round and round. And some Umbro shorts. <laughs> yeah. Like interspersed. <laughs> Next. Um, okay. The movie you can't believe didn't make it. Uncle Buck? Yeah. I have it written down, but that wasn't mine. But yeah. I didn't see it for years because I thought it was The Great Outdoors. Right. Yeah. It's not. They're two different movies. They're completely different. Completely different. Everything. Um, mine was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. I really love that movie. That was that movie was a huge deal. A huge deal. And it's oh, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to you in the weather studio. <laughs> and it's really funny. Like, it, it's a really funny movie. It's not just for kids. Tricks. You know, for kids. Um, do you have a movie story? I do. I have a couple. Okay. Do you have some? Uh, I feel like I did. You go ahead. I'm going to think on it. I'll try to tell mine kind of fast. Okay. I went to a grad, a grad school. I went to graduate school with a guy who uh, was from Jordan and lived in Jordan. And um, I used to ask him about Petra where they filmed Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. And he had the coolest stories. He said that when you walk into Petra, it's just this giant empty room, mm -hmm. and that the ceiling has been like, it's like hundreds and hundreds of gunshots all over the ceiling, and it's like in danger of collapsing any day because there was this rumor that there was treasure in the ceilings. Wow. Which, how kind of neat is that? Yeah. So, um... That's very Indiana Jones. Right? And so he would like to always talk about how... Well, I mean... I say it's neat, but it's like, oh, their ancient treasure has been <laughs> dilapidated. Ruined by, by rotten tourists. <laughs> and greed. So, neat in that way, but it was neat to know somebody who was from there. That's really cool. What other story do you have? So, that scene in the abyss you're talking about, mm -hmm. um, I used to put two VCRs, I used to stack them and hook them up in a certain way so that I could rip, like... Like, edit. Mm -hmm. Like, pull clips from one tape and edit it onto an, a fresh VHS tape. Sure. And I made this whole tape in college of, 
like my favorite clips from movies. Mm-hmm. And it was so wackadoo because it was like the end dance number from Xanadu and then the scene where she drowns in the abyss <laughs> and then the mirror routine from Duck Soup and like just crazy. But I, I like took this tape with me everywhere. I was completely obsessed with it. And then one day I left it in the back window of my 88 Sundance and it melted. Oh, sad. That's really sad. Not that sad, I guess, but... Well... That's a good scene. That's a lot of hard work. It was. I spent, like, one whole summer of loserdom... For it to melt like an ice cream In college, like, editing all kinds of things. You talk about Duck Soup a lot. Where does... Did you watch that a lot when you were a kid? Yeah. That's where it comes from? I watched all the Marx Brothers. You know, it's like you're... It seems like you're either a Three Stooges household or a Marx Brothers household. Or neither. (laughs) I mean, you're one of two. You have to be one or the other. Come on. But, like, we were, um, we were Grouch, we were Grouch Brothers household <laughs> to 39 a.m. We were a Marx Brothers household. Okay. To the point where, like, we would dress up like them for Halloween and stuff. And, uh, Duck Soup is my second favorite Marx Brothers movie. It's so freaking funny. And it's so eternally relevant. Like, if you watched Duck Soup tomorrow, you'd be like, wow, that's kind of what's happening right now mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, so it's just very timeless and very hilarious. I've never seen it, but I'd like to. You, I think you would like it. I think I probably would too. Especially and, since you talk it up so much. We also did watch a lot of Laurel and Hardy. My dad was a Laurel and Hardy and my mom was the Marx Brothers. Yeah. My parents just weren't into that. They had, we watched and listened to a lot of great stuff, but that just wasn't something... My mom's family is, like, hardcore into, like, classic film. Yeah. Like, my aunt would send us, like, one tape a week because she had TCM and we couldn't get cable. Oh, nice. In our hometown. So she'd tape it for you? And she would tape, like, three things. That's cool. Complete with Robert Osborne's. Like, <laughs> I'm Robert Osborne. Like, yeah. <laughs> Have I told you about how he narrates the great movie ride at Hollywood Studios right now? No. It's, which is awesome, and I'm really glad that he did that before he passed away. But there's this really hilarious part in the Indiana Jones part of the ride where he says a line and it sounds exactly like Snake from The Simpsons. <laughs> He's like, this would be a really great time for me to hop out to the concession stand for popcorn. He's like pretending to be scared. And he goes, bye. And it sounds exactly <laughs> like Snake. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I made Jake go on it just to hear that. I and he love was like, that. you're nuts. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, did you have another? Did you have three stories? No, that's it. Are you sure? Hundred percent. That I was one too many already. I don't have a story. I just rem- I have a little memory of when I first saw that. Well, no, not when I first saw it, but when I first figured out that Marty's um, sister was Michael J. Fox. Not Marty. Marty Jr.'s sister was Michael J. Fox, dressed as a girl. Mom, Mom is that you? Fruit, fruit, please. <laughs> that blew my mind Did as a kid. Really? I, I couldn't, I was, I, I didn't understand it. Couldn't comprehend it. I don't know. That's an awesome story. That's just a little. Anecdote. When you notice those things, when did you realize it was Flea from Chili Peppers? <laughs> Not until I was much older. <laughs> I wasn't a Chili Peppers fan until my teenage years. Um, oh, and did you have any interesting trivia? We might have the same thing. I do have trivia. 
But now I want to talk. I'm going to tell you a few more things. Okay. Um, the, the guy who doubled for Crispin Glover in the second movie yeah. licked my face. I know. At a Back to the Future convention. I know. It was really weird. That's very weird. I have the whole thing on tape. That's not okay. And my husband was the cameraman at the time. And I looked over and he was red. He was furious. <laughs> seething with quiet cameraman rage. I would be too. Wonder whatever happened to that guy. He's everywhere. Jail. He works constantly. He does. Yeah, he does. He's like big on the like conventions. And Jeffrey Weissman. Jeffrey Weissman. He was a very nice man, and he totally just did it as a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um, you have so many stories. This was the year of Ghostbusters too. Right. The tra- the traumatizing subway horror. Oh no. Ghostbusters too. That stupid painting. Nope. That's the first one. Nope, that's the second that's one. That's the second one. Peter McNichol. He, oh, that's right. Giving a terrifying performance as a ghost nanny at one point. He is terrifying. Okay, now wait. I always get confused. Is Ghostbusters 2 the one with Zool? No. That's one. That's one. Ghostbusters 2 has the... Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian. Oh, Carpathian kitten loss. Um, <laughs> another movie I really love from this year was always have you seen always i've never seen it it's so good is that holly hunter and richard, richard dreyfus and steven spielberg directed it and yeah. audrey hepburn's in it <laughs> audrey hepburn i think that was her last movie it was and she donated all of her money to something she made like a million dollars she was like hmm, donated it somewhere she was beautiful inside and out she was amazing you need to see that film I don't know if I can handle it because I know what it's about, and that's like my worst fear that I would like lose my husband. You can though because you can handle it. It's worth seeing. Okay. You need to see it. It's it's like one of those movies that puts you through the ringer, but it's worth it. It is. It's worth it in the end. Some movies just take so much away from you. Yeah. And other movies make you feel a lot of feelings, but you leave. They give you something. Yeah. This is that's what this movie does. Mm. I think. I'll see it. It was the worst movie I've ever seen. How could you? What were you? And Christmas Vacation came out this year, too. And that's Did like it really? One of my favorite Christmas films. Wow. It's, it's so good. It's so funny and so true. Yes. Everybody feels that way at Christmas time. <laughs> and everyone has some crazy aunt and uncle <laughs> that come to visit and set the cat on fire. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Who's your favorite character from that movie? Another ensemble. Ensemble. Um. Honestly, I think it's Audrey, played by um, Jennifer. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I can't think of her name. From. Oh no. She's from so many things. Oh, She's no. in the band. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. I knew it was a J name. Jay. She is so, like, hilariously dry and kind of whiny, but in a really funny way. And the part at the beginning where she, everything is frostbitten. Audrey <laughs> I, can't feel her feet. Audrey can't feel her feet, poor. <laughs> it's just really funny. It's my favorite vacation movie, by far and away. I think it's the best one. Yeah. Did John Hughes write that? I don't know. Maybe. I know we wrote the first one. I feel like Richard Donner had something to do with it. That sounds right. That could be really wrong. 
sounds plausible. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> That's my in-laws' most quoted movie. Really? They're so fun. Every time they come to visit, they'll be like, I gotta take my back pills. <laughs> I totally took a pint of fluid out of my back. <laughs> but nobody really took pints of fluid out of their back. <laughs> Don't believe the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a vis- vicious gossip-fueled world. Did you know... Did you know that the third Indiana Jones is Steven Spielberg's favorite movie? I did not know of that. All the Indiana Jones films. That surprises me. It's my favorite too. So I assume. in that way, I'm basically exactly like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, you should just go over to his house one day. So might as well. Hey buddy. Did you know you probably did that when Donovan's wife at the party comes in to tell him Darling, you're neglecting your guests. When she Does says she really that, quietly Heil Hitler? Yes. <laughs> no, but you can hear the Imperial March in the background on I the piano. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's true. That's cool. Because he's in Star Wars. Oh my gosh, he totally is. Yeah, he's a bad guy. That's crazy. Any trivia? Or more stories? Yes. Mayhaps? I have too many stories. You do. Too many stories on the dance floor. You Steel trap brain, you. My motor mouth. (laughs) My um, bit of trivia from Last Crusade is that Sean Connery and Harrison Ford wore, to quote Paula Pell, no pants (laughs) during the shooting of the entire Zeppelin sequence because it was filmed in a very hot studio and Connery didn't want to sweat too much. I don't blame him. No pants. No pants. I always think of that episode of It's Not Look Who's Talking. It's the Alec Baldwin podcast. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Paul tells here's the thing. No pants. No pants. <laughs> well, next time, we might take a little bit of a break in between now and when we start the 90s to hopefully get our equipment updated and uh, maybe come up with some more conceits and not do like 12 of these in one day. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear your favorite films from any year. I mean, any year in the 80s, really, but preferably the ones we've covered. Um, and, like, maybe even the reasons why they're your favorite. Yeah. Tell us your stories and tell us the dumb stuff we said by accident. And maybe we can read it on air. That will be so awesome. It will be so fun. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> guys, I fell on my keys. <laughs> so, thanks, kids. And live, live long, long and, and prosper. prosper.